Welcome. I'm Maria White, professional organizer, owner of Enough With The Stuff, and host of this podcast, Organize Your Stuff. I am thrilled you're joining me for a listen today. I will share tips on getting organized in all areas of your life, so stay tuned for simple tips or interviews with industry experts sharing their unique methods and insights for getting your home and life organized once and for all. This podcast will provide support, encouragement, and motivation along the way. I hope while you are listening, the topic will resonate and inspire you to organize your stuff. Welcome everyone to the next episode of Organize Your Stuff. I'm so excited to have a wonderful guest here today, Ellen DeLapp. Welcome, Ellen. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you, Maria. Oh, it's such an honor to have you on my podcast. Well, thank you. I'm I have known each known you for a long time and I'm so thrilled to be a part of this with you. Happy to have you here. So I'm going to go ahead and jump in and read your bio, which is lengthy because of all of your accomplishments and things that you do. And then we're going to jump into our topic about ADHD. And I have a lot of questions for you. Ellen DeLapp is a certified professional organizer, and she launched her professionalorganizer.com in 2000 in Houston, Texas. Ellen works one-on-one with clients, streamlining their environment, creating effective strategies for an organized lifestyle, and helping clients realize their organization and productivity goals. Her niche is working with individuals and families with ADHD in their home and at work. She holds a specialist certificate in ADD, chronic disorganization, life transitions, workplace productivity, household management, and team productivity. She's an organizer coach, having completed the Coach Approach curriculum, Ellen's work has been featured on Sneed Podcast, a contributor to articles with the Associated Press, and as a regional speaker with the ADDA Southern Region Conferences. Ellen is also past president of the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals and a member of the ADDA Southern Region Professional Advisory Council. <laughs> okay, that was a long bio. <laughs> You've been involved with a lot. We have a lot going on. I love being a part of all the action that surrounds our association and the people that I work with. Well, yes, you've been inspirational with our NAPO uh, National Association, so it's been wonderful to have you as our leader, and, and I'm sure you have a lot of new doors opening for you as you move on. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started, and I know probably the most common question about ADHD, ADD is what exactly is it? Can you explain a little bit more about what that is? So ADHD is a brain-based condition that focuses on executive function and certain functions that we do every day that have to do with focus and attention, organizing time and space, planning, initiating, and completing. People with ADHD are easily distracted by ideas and external distractions. They can be impulsive and highly active with lots of talking. And I'm sure we have many of those um, who listen to you that have either been diagnosed with ADHD or are thinking perhaps I have ADHD. What I think is super interesting about the people that I work with, they can organize others, but they can't organize themselves. Really interesting. So why why do you think that is? I mean, if they have the skill set, 
why do you think it is that they have so much trouble doing it for themselves? That is a really good question. I think it comes down to the focus piece because when they're engaged with other people, which is what they're doing in another person's space, they're highly engaged. They're very focused, sometimes to the point of what's called hyper-focus. But when they're by themselves in their own space, it's not very interesting. It's often something that um, feels very tedious and boring to them and something they dislike intensely when they're in their own space. They're very much people people. And so when they're working with mm -hmm. others, that can easily be why they're helping others so well with their getting organized. Mm, sure. Okay. Well, that makes sense. And and I guess also maybe your stuff just isn't as exciting to, <laughs> to deal with. Totally. You know, it's your own issues and, and questions and memories associated with everything. And, you know, it's just easier to deal with somebody else's things that you're not at all attached to. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You said that specifically. It's about emotions. They're very attached to their things. It's about decisions. Those decisions are hard to make for themselves, but it's easier to make for other people. So as a result, it is much harder when they're working on their own or in their own stuff. An excellent reason to have that professional by your side to help you and hold your hand and, and help you look through the process. Exactly. And you know, it's funny because there's a term called buddy doubling that a lot of my clients are unaware of. And that is just having another person in your space when you're doing organizing or something that is very tedious. And so often just sharing that information with clients is very helpful. Yeah, I, I actually did mention that in a past episode. And it is mm -hmm. interesting how even some of my clients, um, they just get so much done just by having mm -hmm. me there. I don't work right. as fast as I would like to, but they are totally happy to just have me there <laughs> mm -hmm. and they make the decisions and, you know, I, I just do the little things that they want me to do, but um, they're so appreciative of just having that person. They, it's, it's interesting how that works, but. Very much so. Yeah, exactly. So what are basically, I, I'm sure a lot of people must come to you and just have questions about how to deal with their um their spaces when they have ADHD. So what are some of the mm -hmm. common questions that they might have for you? So sometimes I have questions, people that are asking me about where do I get started my organizing? That's very, very common for me. And that organizing might be um, something that they feel that seems, everything seems important at the same time, or everything has to be organized perfectly so that mm -hmm. we can perfectly set it up or organizing just takes so much time. So any one of those things where people start their organizing, I try to give them just small bits of information to help them to know where to start their own organizing. So that's often super helpful to people. Yeah, I, I would see that would be overwhelming if you're feeling like it's just too much, it's just going to take too long. And, and you're already sort of in that self-defeating mode before you even get started. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so again, having another person there to help, let's just get started. Let's just try it. So what are some tips for getting started? Like what, what do you suggest for making that easier? Well, some of them are just about starting small, like starting in a small space to build confidence. I find a lot of people really start like with a very big picture and kind of overwhelming, like you said, to get things done. So starting small, either in a small one space in your area or just a small amount of time or starting with a body double that we talked a little bit about. Uh, sometimes it's about starting by what's most motivating or what's most frustrating for some people that emotional mm -hmm. adherence 
really makes a difference. And also just start with editing and eliminating. A lot of times people think, oh, I just need to buy some more bins to get that job done. But it's really about letting go of things, which can be hard, but there's always something in our environment that we're ready to let go of. Right. So it's a positive. So, and I think it's sometimes people don't remember how much they have or what they have because there's just too much of it. And so yeah. until you start digging in exactly. and really seeing what's there, um, and then you can make those decisions mm -hmm. of letting go. So um, that kind of leads us into my next question. How, how do you help them with those decisions for letting go and what to do with what they're keeping? Well, a lot of times with editing, I think people feel like they don't know what they have, exactly what you're saying. So um, I might group things with them in a category first. Like even just this week, I was working at a garage because it's kind of garage organizing season here. Mm -hmm. And just the thought of let's put everything together that you know you have so we can see how many you have of them. So grouping things together in a category, which feels pretty safe to them because they don't have to really make a decision. And mm -hmm. categorizing, I ask them a little bit about, well, what do you think the categories are? What are these groups? So in the garage, we talked about gardening and automotive and sports equipment. So those categories help people who are highly visual see what they have. So then it's a little easier to make a decision. Sometimes I start with something super simple. I call it the tournament method. And, you know, people who are in our basketball season right now, it's, you know, when two teams play each other, one is going to win and advance and one is going to conclude. So the mm -hmm. tournament method is more that either this or that, which of these two things are we going to keep? So it's super simple. Right. Or I love this hula hoop method where all you're doing is making decisions in the smallest of spaces to help you just confine how many decisions you need to make at any one time. So the hula hoop method can be really helpful because it reinforces that start small that we're talking mm -hmm. about. And sometimes some of my yeah. clients are not ready to make a decision and they'll put something to the side. I see this often where they'll pause for a moment with it. And with that in mind, they're easy, it's easy for them to go back to it or they've decided, oh, I am going to keep it in that moment. So having that opportunity to pause helps them as well. Yeah, those are really good strategies. Um, I like the this or that. And I was actually using that yesterday with a parent for her child who is having a lot of trouble letting go of anything. Uh -huh. um, so yeah, she kind of grasped that one. And, uh, but yeah, the hula hoop space is really good for that overwhelming space. Just break it down to something small, make a little decision and then move on to some more things. That's mm -hmm. great. I like that one. Yeah. Excellent. So, um, so after you've gone through that process and maybe organized the whole space, you know, then what, what's, what's the next part? process? Well, often uh, after we've organized, what I really find with my clients that's most difficult is staying organized. The routines that reinforce mm -hmm. their organizational that strategies that they've just put into place. And because they're, you know, like all of us, very busy and there's hardly ever a time to pause to create those routines, I help them talk about like, what's the workflow that has to do with that space? And what's the context of how do things get back to where they belong in the homes you've created? Because now everything does have a home and it's a matter of what I call distribution 
like getting things back to those spaces. Mm-hmm. So we talk about when would we do that and how would that, what would that look like? And giving them like a time that addresses getting back stuff to where it goes. Mm-hmm. And then also making it fun. A lot of times people are using playlists, using their mm-hmm. Alexa or their Google Home to help them with routines and reminders. So whatever way you can make it fun to stay organized makes it much easier for my clients with ADHD. Yeah, I like the music and and even with kids having them like race, you know, getting it done before the music ends and that kind of thing. So getting everybody on board in the family, you know, now we have a home for everything. Let's just tackle it. We're going to do one song, you know, lightning speed. <laughs> We're just exactly. Put everything away. Exactly. Yeah, those little competitive things like that, timers, they're remarkable. They make people yeah. spring into action. Yeah, I use them too for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> you were mentioning that, the, you know, ADD and ADHD uh, folks can have, uh, they're visual. And so um, I guess it would be really important then once you make those homes for things, then to label. Do you find that that's, that's really helpful for them to remember? Yes. I love to say I'm an over-labeler and everybody needs to have a label maker. And if they don't have one, either Christmas is coming up, your birthday, Mother's Day, Father's Day, whatever it takes, get a label maker. Yes, I'm a a big advocate of labels. And my clients are a little bit disbelieving because they feel like, oh, everybody knows where everything goes. Mm -hmm. And I just explained to them that when you have a visual marker like that, it's not that you have to get it back anymore everybody in your home can now get it back to wherever it belongs. So it's not just for you, that label. And not only getting it back, but to find it when you need it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's that's the key when you're in, you know, that kind of home and everything is in disarray, nobody can find what they need. And then you get into the buying duplicates because you can't find it. So, yeah. Yes. It's a really big cycle that a label will easily remedy. Right, right. And in the meantime, you know, before you get the label maker, you can always use painter's tape and just kind of label things temporarily until you get that purchased <laughs> label maker. Exactly. So Exactly. I am a big advocate of the slap it up there with that clear tape that we all have from packing and yeah, any kind of label. I mean, we don't have to have perfectly designed labels, although we're all drawn to that. Right. It is more just get a label on there yeah well and when you're visual you want it to look pretty so i totally mm-hmm. relate to that and you want it to be nice so maybe the label maker is the best thing or you can even do the avery labels and those are um you can get uh, removable ones so they don't leave any kind of residue behind so those are great and you can print them out on your computer and make them cute yeah that's an important part of it yeah mm-hmm. yeah pinterest has gazillion label prototypes you can fill in and print. Ah, neat. Love it. It's great. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people have those strengths, but they don't realize them too, Maria. That's what's really been interesting is for people to acknowledge, wow, I didn't even realize I was that visual. Yeah, people don't really ever think about it, right? They just know that this is how they do something, but they never uh, associate it with like, that's a strength. That's that's how I operate in the world, you know, out in the big world. And um at work and school, some people have had to overcome some deficits and have developed these amazing skills in order to overcome 
it's great. It's great. But they, you're right. They don't really understand or, or recognize that it's actually a strength that they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what other, um, besides the visual and having the labels, what are some other things that uh, somebody with ADHD who's really struggling to get organized can, can utilize to help them? I don't really think um, we can ever underestimate the value of support in the universe that we live in, not only for my clients with ADHD, but I'm sure you see this too, the elements of teamwork that are so important in everyday life that we have now. And that teamwork comes from a variety of things that are going on around us, like the cleaning lady's coming, let's get ready for her, or company's coming, let's get ready for that. So when we think about the support that can empower us, I just recommend to all my clients with ADHD to look around them and see who can be a part of their bigger team, even if it's just taking that teamwork from, in our community, we have HEB grocery stores. So the teamwork is the guy that's the chef that's standing in the middle of the HEB saying, these are the things you can make for dinner, buy these things at right here. Uh, looking around for uh, people that are the teens in your community, everyone has next door right now. That next door app gives us the opportunity to seek extra help. Like, can we have a teen do something in our home that is just a small thing that will boost us along? Um, so for me, my support is not only like uh, the lady who helps me clean my house. You know, I have a very um, essential team work with my my spouse, with my husband. So it's just looking around for people who can be a part of your team. Right. Right. So your own family members can all, you know, be part of that team. Everyone needs to sort of get on board with it and, you know, know yes. what the what the new system is and, and like the labels like we talked about are really helpful in that, getting everybody to see where things need to go. But mm-hmm. like you also said earlier was just to uh, get it a time in your schedule. Like it's got to be part of your routine to have that time, whether it's every day before we sit down for dinner, we're all going to go run around for one song and pick up and put away, (laughs) you know, something like that. Exactly. So you got to build it into your system or it's never going to happen. Just like the exercise, you know, going to the gym, (laughs) if you don't put it in your calendar, it won't get done. Exactly. And, you know, that's, you know, another part of my team, I go to a Pilates class every week and my uh, instructor has created such a strong network of women that none of us want to miss mm. because we're all there to see each other as well as exercise. Right. But that means that I can't miss Pilates this week because I might not see D. Right. So yeah, definitely all the people around you. And you're right. When you create that um, pickup time with your family that is integrated into your routine, that makes things happen. So life's a lot smoother than definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and it's also a lot less overwhelming when you can keep it up on a more regular routine basis rather than trying to like, okay, now we're buried again and we have to come through the whole process again. Right. So, you know, just if, exactly. if you do a little bit every day, then then that's all it ever is, is a little bit and, and not the big mountains of piles of things. So, Right. I definitely have clients that have what we call the laundry party. Like we just bring it all into the living room and just turn on the music and in 20 minutes, everybody has their basket filled of their own laundry, bring it back to your space. And no one feels that they've been the only one who's been responsible for laundry that week. Mm -hmm. So total teamwork. Yeah. Teamwork, 
makes the dream work, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, so. exactly. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, and then I'm sure you must talk about the importance of self-care for everybody, too. And I, I know for you, you're, you're doing your Pilates and that kind of thing. So do you um, talk to your clients about that piece of it? Because that's pretty important, too. Oh, totally. My clients are, the first thing I talk about is put your own oxygen mask on first because they're the hub of their, their family and their sleep. We always talk about bedtimes. How much rest have you gotten? How are you prioritizing sleep? Because that's the first thing that goes out the window when things get a little crunchy, like there's a lot going on and we're getting ready for a trip and I haven't packed yet. So I'm packing till we, the, the wee hours. I talk a lot about exercise, like being sure that they're integrating all sorts of time outside, being in the green space, and then their diet because a protein, a high protein diet is really important for people with ADHD. So yes, this is a constant conversation we're having because it's so easy to get derailed with your self-care because there's so many ways that uh, are un we're undermined by our self-care. So it's the highest priority that I try to make for my clients. Right. And, you know, if you're unorganized, you know, in the kitchen space or the refrigerator space and the pantry space, then that makes the chore of creating dinner, a healthy dinner, a lot more difficult as well. So exactly. it all ties together the disorganization as well as having a disorganized cluttered bedroom. It's hard to sleep because you have so much, you know, going in going on in that room and it's distracting and it, it, it does affect your sleep. So exactly. it's all related. Exactly. <laughs> all of it's related. The, the clutter and the, the health, you know, of, of the family. It's just really interconnected. Totally. That's awesome. Totally interconnected. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, do you have any other last like tips or tidbits or little things you want to share uh, about how to either get started or to just maintain? I think the main thing is don't be afraid to ask for help and be sure that you're building your team. Like we talked earlier, it's not a single person that has to be responsible for everything in your home or at your work. So just look around and see who can be a part of your team. Right. Well, you know, I see, and you, you probably see this too, since you work with a lot of families, but that a lot of the burden of everything falls on mom and the kids, yep. the kids aren't doing enough. They're not chipping in, totally. helping. I mean, my kids were doing their own laundry as soon as they could reach all the buttons. <laughs> so I, totally. I was not having that. I was just like, nope, it's your job. So yes. uh, I find a lot of moms who have much older kids, you know, middle school, high school, and they're still doing everybody's laundry. And it's amazing to me. And I'm like, oh, we need to, we need to take some things off of your plate. Yes. I'm a big advocate of family meetings for that reason, because everybody can talk about the responsibilities that are going on and creating a responsibility chart so that mom doesn't have to be talking about this or dad every time some responsibility comes up. And I've talked about it so frequently with my clients because these are all life skills that they themselves have felt they lack because their mom or dad wanted to have their room perfect. So they never cleaned it up or they never did their laundry for fear of they might ruin the washing machine or ruin the clothes. Right. So totally it's reinforcing that uh, every child needs some responsibility. That's like a global responsibility, such as 
you know, taking out the recycling on recycling day mm -hmm. and everybody needs a personal responsibility, like putting up their own clothes. Mm -hmm. So inc incorporating that into what you want your family mission to be is super important. And that communication doesn't happen by accident. It has to be very intentional in the world we live in. Right. So. Right. And, it, you know, it just it takes the responsibility and the nagging off you know, mom and dad. Yeah. And it just makes everybody work together better because you know what you are expected to do. And, you know, we don't have to remind you every day. Just, just that's your job. And you can also pick out the kinds of responsibilities that suit each child's, you know, age level or their strengths mm -hmm. and let them be in charge of that. So it's definitely something that can be worked out, you know, with each family a little bit differently based on oh, that. Totally. So, I also yeah. advocate people doing it in partnerships again. So no one's left in the kitchen alone. Like two people partner and cook the dinner, two people put away the dishes at the end of the dinner and put away the leftovers. So when you're working in partnership with people, but again, suiting to everyone's age and skills and likes, like there are definitely people who will always hate unloading the dishwasher, no matter what, but <laughs> if they do it with a partner it may not be quite as bad. So but definitely. I'm really glad you're reinforcing that. Yeah, I think that's one of the easiest jobs. Uh, yeah. So yeah, in my family, you know, it takes definitely a team dinner time as I do the cooking. My husband uh, would do the um, dishes or putting away the food and one of the kids would be helping with that. So <laughs> it was, I get to leave the table and leave the kitchen. And that's how it should be because, exactly. you know, the person who does all the cooking shouldn't have to clean too. <laughs> so you're right. It's, it's a total team. The dream exactly. team is the family. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much today for all of this information about ADD, ADD and ADHD. It was really informative, and I'm sure a lot of people will have some good takeaways to think about with their own particular lives and their family. Um, and your information for contacting you will be on um, the bottom of my show notes. So if anyone wants to get in touch with you, and you want to tell us again real quick where you're located? I'm located in Houston, Texas. I do work virtually with clients around the country. And I think the, the types of clients that I work with are families, like you're talking about, where they're really wanting to create more organization for moving their whole family forward. So I love talking with parents and especially small business owners that are parents as well. Like they're stretch thin because they have so much on their plate, but it's about prioritizing and integrating skills. So, but I love being a part of this podcast. Thank you so much, Maria. It's been super fun to share ideas with you. Well, I appreciate your taking the time out today and uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks so much. Thank you. Take care. After listening to this podcast today, I hope you have some useful takeaways and feel super motivated to get organized. But maybe you're at a loss with how to start or where to go next in your organizing journey. Wouldn't it be amazing to have me right there to guide you through the process when you're losing motivation or feeling stuck with what to do next? I may not live near you, so through the wonders of our modern technology, I can be right by your side. Virtually, of course. You heard me. I offer virtual organizing. Reach out to me through my website linked below and we could schedule your first session today. Also, don't forget to reach out to me on social media with comments about an episode or a topic you would like covered in a future podcast. Links are below in the show notes. Go get your organizing on.